namaste means greetings in hindi namaste trump was a, an event held in india during february 2020 it was the inaugural visit of the former us president donald trump and his family to india a rally of associated event was held in different part of india and over 100000 people were reported into that ahead of trump visit the city was decorated roads were reconstructed the, the and paved with red carpet road directions and sign posts have been repainted the homeless people have been moved away from the city a huge wall worth of 10 million was constructed around the slum so that it it won't be visible the health department banned all the pan shops in order to keep all the roads and the walls around the airport spotless from the red liquid you know the the liquid they spat i hope you got that not only that the river yamuna was Uh, flushed with 15000 liters of water in order to improve the environmental condition the preparation for the trump visit was controversially called in our place for the preparation to welcome an emperor modi the indian prime minister was preparing a way for donald trump today in our passage we will see a better preparation John the baptizer calls unto the people of Israel prepare the way for Jesus the eternal king let's read the passage Luke chapter 3 verse 1 to 20 you can also follow me on the bulletin not on the bulletin on the screens probably let's read the passage in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar While Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod was tetrarch of Galilee. His brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, God's word came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into the all vicinity of Jordan. proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin as it is written in the book of the words of prophet isaiah a voice of the one crying out in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make his path straight every valley shall be filled every mountain and hill will be made low the crooked will become straight the rough way smooth and everyone will see the salvation of god He then said to the crowds who came out to be baptized by him brood of vipers who asked you to, who want you to flee from the coming wrath therefore produce fruit consistent with repentance and don't start saying to yourself we have abraham as our father for i tell you that god is able to raise up children for abraham from these stones the axe is already at the root of the tree Therefore every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire Then what should we do the crowd asked the crowd were asking him he replied to them 
The one who has two shirts must share the someone who has none. The one who has food must do the same. The tax collectors also came to be baptized. They asked him, teacher, what should we do? He told them, don't collect any more than what you have been authorized. Some soldiers also questioned him, what should we do? He said to them, don't take money from anyone by force or false accusation and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were expecting, were waiting expectantly and all of them were questioning in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worth, worthy to untie the strap of his sandal. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and power and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his band. But the chaff will burn, will burn with fire that never goes out. Then along with many exhortation, he proclaimed good news to the people. And when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the evil things he had done, Herod added this to everything else. He locked John in prison. This is the word of the Lord. You might be wondering why did Luke started this passage by mentioning many difficult names and their designation. Verse 1 and 2, we could see that. Forgive me if I have not pronounced that correctly. Maybe I have not pronounced it at all in the right way. But as we have already heard from many times from Pastor Jesse, Luke is a historian and he wants to point us to the historical event, the history of the event. Not only that, not, the history is not, not only important for Luke and even for us the history is important because we believe in a historical Jesus. We believe in the historical resurrection of Jesus. For Christian faith, history is important so that we can transform these historical events into a private spiritual knowledge, private spiritual understanding, experience in our life. Well, in this passage we can see John the baptizer was in a historic specific ministry of preparing the way for the coming of Jesus during the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Of course, that was a historic moment, historic event, but at the same time, it models in some sense, not some sense, maybe in a greater sense, that how we should prepare the way for the king and his kingdom. In fact, in fact, John is urging us all, even those people whose name was mentioned in the beginning of the passage, unto the old generation for a response, for a response. How are you preparing the way? How are you preparing the way of this king? The question is, how to prepare? How to prepare? We are about to see that. 
John the Baptist is appealing to all flesh prepare the way of the kingdom by repenting and believing in Jesus Christ and his kingdom to come prepare the way for the king by repenting to God and by and having faith in Jesus and his world to come if any of you are taking notes i will have two points in my message today the first point is prepare the way of god by repenting prepare the way of god by repenting my second point will be prepare the go prepare the way of god by fixing your eyes on to jesus and his new world to come my first point prepare the way of god by repenting verse 1 to 6 we can see especially on verse 4 it says the voice of the one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make his path straight john called out to the people in the wilderness proclaiming people to turn away from their sinful attitude their, their sinful life turn away from their current value system and turn to god in repenting it is important to note that where is he proclaiming this he is proclaiming in the wilderness wilderness is a place where no one want to go isn't it it is scary it shows us kind of loneliness it is also a place pointing to spiritual emptiness i am sure at times most of us might have been in some season of wilderness where you feel exposed empty and broken honestly i i have been and i am sure some of you might have experienced that even though wilderness is like that at time at, at the same time wilderness is also a place of great preparation jesus is been in the wilderness preparing himself wilderness become a place where god revealed himself to many in the scripture it become a place where god's provision is seen more clearly it become a place so wilderness is also a place of hope a, a new beginning it was in the wilderness that israel learned about this god and his, about his god's love and his providence in their life so wilderness is also a place of hope i hope you all will agree to that i know some of you have been through wilderness some of you may be going through the wilderness wilderness is a place of hope look at the second part of verse 4 to 6 the image what luke uses which is quoted from isaiah just now sister read for us john the baptist was crying out in the wilderness to prepare the way for the of the lord make his path straight verse 5 says every valley shall every valley shall be filled every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall become straight and the rough place shall become level ways basically what he is saying is the land of judea was filled with lot of hills and valleys twists and turns crooked paths because it is a hill country judea is a hill country 
So what they need is a straightened path for the entry of this eternal king. Luke used a symbolic language to make the way of the coming of the Lord. The meaning behind this metaphorical language is get rid of the crookedness in your life. Get rid of the crookedness in your life. Straighten your heart. Prepare your heart. So the core of the heart preparation is, the heart of the heart preparation is repentance. Repentance. Repentance of baptism for the forgiveness of sin. That's what we read in verse 3. As you have read verse 3, it might have sounded that Luke is telling that when people underwent this baptism of repentance, then their sins were forgiven. No. But if we understand a bit more detaily, we will see that it is not the teaching, the act of baptism is what saves them and us. What preceded this baptism is repentance. A desire to begin a new commitment to the Lord. A new life. Repentance should lead us to the baptism. You will see later in this chapter, in this chapter, John is confronting some people who came to be baptized without repentance. So let me ask you, what is this repentance? What is this repentance? Repentance is simply turning away from sin and turning to God. Please note, repentance is not just turning away from sin. Repentance is also turning to God. That is also important. Repentance is turning away from your sinful way of life and turning to God-honoring way of life. Repentance is one of the most important things that happens mostly in the wilderness. Wilderness leads us to a breaking point, a place where, where we are broken of our self-righteousness. God has to show us the emptiness of all what we trust in and live in our lives for. So that, so that we might Desire the true treasure, Jesus Christ. John the baptizer was announcing that. He is announcing it even now. The hope is here. The hope is here. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the wage of, who takes away the sin of the world. Repent. Repent therefore. Now is the time. Now is the time. When I say now is the time, that now has passed. The next now has come. It may not wait, wait much for us. The only thing what we have to understand is, are you present in that now? Are you present in that moment to receive this grace? Verse 6 warns us that everyone will see this salvation. Verse 6 says that everyone will see the salvation. Please note, 
it is not saying that everyone will have this salvation in order to be part of this salvation repentance must come first turn away from your sin forsaking sin and believing in jesus christ for your salvation some of you might be just visiting us checking out how this church is we are more than happy to have you with us we are glad you are here with us in this church because local church is a witness and manifestation of his kingdom but we want you to consider one thing we want to encourage you with one question that is most important in your life how do you want to respond to this truth do you want to be in this kingdom do you want to be in the kingdom of christ you have seen at the list of prominent people what has been mentioned at the beginning of the passage every single one of them had to make the choice about jesus christ the gospel of jesus christ is actually calling a response from each one of you as it demanded from those leaders whether you are powerful or prestigious or rich or poor or important or unimportant if you really want to see the kingdom of god if you really want to see the kingdom come then you have to have a relationship with him you will have to clear your path repent repent repentance is a reflection of your heart desire and the lord is and the jesus is going to reveal what is in the heart of the people but those who are already repented those who think who have already repented john john points us something quite serious something he calls like a fake type of repentance a religious repentance a general a generic repentance look at verse 7 he says he then said to the crowds who came to be baptized by him brood of vipers who want you to be want you to flee from coming wrath very harsh isn't it there is no diplomacy at all it is not directed at the low or the common people rather to the religious people of the society why he calls them like that because they sneak around and miss the whole point they seduce people and mislead people they pretend that they are religious and they are righteous they probably might have thought performing an outward ritual ritual low or religious act of dunking into the water may save them if any of you think dunking or sprinkling water will save you that's not true that's not what the bible says let me ask you one question think with me for a moment do you all need a wedding ring or a married life i know you all want married life i'm very sure about that the wedding day or the wedding rings ring lead you to have a married life i don't think you want to come together and exchange your ring and 
go back into your respective house and stay separately. You would love to stay as a couples. The ring is a symbol of a new life together. In the same way, baptism is also a symbol of new commitment, what you take with the Lord. The question, what John raising is this, is the kingdom of God coming through an outward performance or inner heart change? The kingdom of God is not going to establish just something you do by mere outward performance. Rather, it, it needs a real, honest heart change. So John tells them, John tells to them, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Then they started to brag something to, they started to argue with John and they started to say certain things about their heritage. John tells them something more in verse 8. Hello, don't brag about your heritage. Don't say that we have Abraham as our father. What he is warning them is that about their propensity to believe they're born with the right standing with the God. I have always believed. I've always been a Christian. I've always identified this way. My grandfather is a Christian. My father is a Christian. I am born in a Christian family, so I am a Christian. But John says, you are not children of God. Or not even children of Abraham by birth. It's, you know the words, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. To become children of God is possible only by responding God's gracious initiative in our life. The children of Abraham are not by birth. It is those who respond to God's grace. And when that happens, change happens. This is what he meant when he said, bear fruit keeping with repentance. This means bear fruit that is connected with your heart change. Then John says in verse 9, in connection with bearing fruit, that a good tree does not bear bad fruit. A bad tree does not bear good fruit. You got to get to the source. I am reminded of an example. My father is a farmer and we had a lot of nutmeg tree in our yards. Nutmeg tree produces fruit once in a year. It produces fruit once in a year. One of the tree was not producing fruit at all. And it has been there for many years. Every year my mom will ask my dad, can't you do something about this? This is not blooming at all. Why are you keeping it there? After hearing my mom's complaint for a, quite long, my dad tried to trick her. He plans to trick her. He, one day he plucked some of the nutmeg from other trees and tied with this tree. As my, one day morning my mom looks through the window, she saw finally the nutmeg tree has brought out fruit. She was so joyful. But my dad hasn't fixed anything at all. My mom's joy didn't last quite long. In a couple of days, the attached fruit started to decay. 
dear ones what i wanted to tell you is that change that ignores the heart will seldom transform our life for a while it may seem like a real thing but it is it will prove temporary and cosmetic unless there is fruit of repentance unless there is fruit of repentance the judgment is coming then the crowd asked john the baptist what shall we do then look at his answer he didn't tell them to go to church read more scripture or you know go to bible school any of that sort all that is good all that we must do rather he asked them in verse 11 whoever has two tunics share with him who has none that is to be generous and don't be materialistic be happy to donate those who are in need then he the tax collectors came and asked him to they came to be get baptized to them he said you know tax collectors they used to extort extort money from people to them he said don't collect more money than what you are authorized to collect then some of the soldiers came what is repentance for us he told them don't extort don't threat also be content with your wages genuine repentance look like getting out of corruption in every layer of society every layer of our social relationship john says these things because this for them would be fruit consistent with repentance it is not just an outward performance it is a real heart change if we are repentant to god then we will start confessing to one another confess therefore your sins to confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed honesty and purity of heart involve continual admission of and confession of our, of our sins to one another to appropriate people at appropriate time john the baptizer is calling us into a life with that kind of repentance where we own our sin our sins and by the mercy of god we are able to accept it acknowledge it ask forgiveness from it realize the consequence of it my friends think when we are able to forgive one another and to repent to one another in this sort of way do you realize how powerful this gospel witness that would be we can have this heart change and have this real repentance only if our life is focused to jesus christ that is my second point second and final point prepare the way of god by focusing on jesus and to his kingdom verse 15 onwards look at verse 15 those days they were living in an anticipation they were they've been waiting for the consolation of israel they've been waiting for a messiah a redeemer the prophets have predicted the coming of the messiah john as john also 
reaching around the people have thought when john was preaching the people thought hey, he might be the messiah because he appears to be a bold and fearless and impressive preacher so they thought john the baptizer may be a messiah he may be the promised one so when people were thinking like that john said to them john answered them in verse 16 i baptize you with water but the one who is more powerful than i am is coming i am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandal he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire look at john he did not he didn't take any credit he did not fall into the false flattery of the people rather he did the right thing i think that's what every one of us is called to do he points them to jesus he points them to jesus john chapter 3 verse 31 we read like that in the those the one who comes from above is above all the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth the one who comes from heaven is above all he must increase and i must decrease jesus is the answer to the wilderness Jesus is the answer to your wilderness. He is the answer to all our emptiness, all our longing. He is the one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He is the consuming one. He is the judge and his judgment is the right one. He is the one the story is all about. John said it is not about him it is all about Jesus it's all about Jesus believe him your eyes needs to be on him we can always trust a preacher who is not glorifying himself or pointing to himself rather pointing to Jesus John knows that he doesn't have the authority to forgive the sin of the people that is only possible with the messiah the redeemer the one who takes away the sin of the world who bears the sin of the people on the cross it's only possible with him it's only possible with Jesus Christ dear ones take a look at the witness to the Jesus the old testament witnesses prophecy is all the way john the baptist is baptist is pointing to jesus luke with his orderly account is pointing to jesus and his birth then john the baptizer himself is pointing to jesus throughout the whole text the narrative is repeatedly repeatedly pointing to jesus he is the redeemer of jerusalem Isaiah says he is our redeemer the lord of hosts is his name the holy one of israel not finish at the end luke also points to his return and his world to come look at verse 17 onwards verse 17 says his winnowing shovel is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn but the chaff he will burn with the fire that never goes out luke says the harvest is coming and he will separate the seed from the chaff 
there is a time of judgment that is soon coming that will separate between the original and the counterfeit, the good and the bad. Hence, dear brothers and sisters, don't try to fake it. Don't try to camouflage under the religion. You need to have a real encounter with Jesus. You need to have a real heart change. No one can seek the kingdom of God unless he is born again. You need to have renewal of your heart. For that, Christ is taken birth and he made a way for the sinners through the cross and his resurrection. The way forward is to have faith in Jesus Christ for your salvation. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 10. I think all of you should by heart and all of you may know that. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified and are justified. And it is with your mouth you confess that you are saved and you are saved. That is the gospel good news and is here now. John says, repent and be part of it. Verse 18, it says, Then along with many exhortation, he proclaimed the good news to the people. It is a good news for those who want to be with Jesus. Those who are to be gathered, going to be gathered with Jesus. At the same time, it is a bad news for those who want to continue in sin. Those who want to keep faking it. The news of the gospel is a great news. But at the same time, it is divisive. It is divisive based on which side are you in. It's all about Jesus Christ and it demands our response, which is repentance and in the faith of, in the finished work of Lord Jesus Christ. The work of what he has accomplished on the cross. John actually proclaimed this good news to the Herod, the Tetrarch. In verse 19, we can see 19 and 20. John also warned him about his immoral life. But look at the response what Herod had. Look at the response of Herod to this gospel. He threw the message and killed the messenger. Why? Why do you think he did that? Because he didn't believe in this Jesus' words. And it is easier to fake it is easier to pretend like we don't need a deep down heart change. It is easier to keep things going the way as it is. It is easier to just keep the religious feel-good system. <coughs> Herod was fine with that. Herod was fine with his religiosity. Herod even built a temple, a beautiful temple. <coughs> but he couldn't bear to hear the word of God. He couldn't handle the real thing. He wanted to get John shut down. And he did that. <laughs> so dear brothers and sisters, preparing the way for Jesus starts from your heart. And your heart is the target of John's message. No faking. No performance. 
repent. Let me conclude my message with two practical questions. Emmanuel Church, how are we preparing the way for Jesus? How is our repentance being? Is it a religious repentance or, or is it a real one? How is your self-preparation for the hope of his second coming? Is there a fruit in our life? And is it real? Reflect in your mind. Reflect in your mind. And those who are not yet, those who are yet to believe in this Jesus Christ, what are you debating about? Do you want this king? And do you want to be part of this kingdom? Repent and believe in him. Kiss the Jesus and believe in him because he is the way, the truth and the life. He is the way, the truth and life. There is no change in that. Herod the king did not want to submit to this eternal king. But blessed are the one who take refuge in him. Blessed are the one who take refuge in him. May God Bless us with this word. Repent and have faith in this Jesus Christ. Amen.